Morning, everyone, and welcome to this episode of the We Ask Watson podcast. My name's Duncan, part of the team at Watson's Daily, and I'm joined as ever by this uh, as ever this morning by Peter Watson. Good morning, Peter. Hi there, Duncan. How are you doing today? Yeah, very well, thank you. How are you? Uh, not bad, not bad. Looking forward to taking the kids to the dentist in about oh, an hour. Yeah, that's keep, be a, keeping, a it real. <laughs> keeping it real. Keeping it real. Anyway. <laughs> well, um, we're, we're going to kick off today, I think, by talking about two things that appeal to quite a wide range of people, kind of shoes and beer. So uh, I'll, yeah. I'll, let you, I'll let you kick off with that one. Brilliant. Um, right. So um, I think that, uh, yes, yeah, so um, today I, I really wanted to talk about the news where um, there's a couple of there's a couple of companies that have managed to uh, or are basically putting together loads of money um, to buy up loads of assets. So, for instance, you've got JD Sports um, and they have managed to amass almost uh, half a billion pounds um, in order to use for acquisitions. Now, I think that I mean, obviously, they've made two acquisitions recently, one of Shoe Palace um, at the end of last year. And then DTLR Villa or Via, or I don't know how you say it, but you know, this week. Um, now, you know, they they can, um, you know, they're, they're obviously, they, they can, they'll be able to snap up assets pretty, pretty easily, I would have thought. And, um, you know, remember that they were involved in the, um, uh, they did look at, seriously at buying Debenhams, um, but I'm sure that there are other assets that are more aligned to what they actually do and their core business um, that, that they could make. Um, and, you know, moving on from that, um, there's Green King, you know, the, the uh, you know, pubs and restaurants um, operator, the Green King's um, former uh, chief exec, uh, Rooney Anand, um, he's actually putting together a fund um, and he's just got an injection of £200 million um, to essentially go shopping for distressed assets uh, of pubs so his uh this vehicle is called red cat the, the red cat pub company and um you know i think that both of these companies are gonna they've really i think they've this is this is i think we're gonna see more of this potentially because you know we've we've obviously um heard a lot about um private equity companies buying up distressed assets and and you know turning them around and things and you've got obviously you've got SPACs as well which 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 buy up maybe young com- maybe younger companies that that need to grow quickly um and using money to buy into those but i think this this offers a very interesting especially the um you know the red cat pub company offers a very interesting other avenue for investment because i sort of wonder whether you're going to get um industry specific um funds like this popping up um and you get people who are experts in that field um going shopping essentially because the guy who runs red red cat pub company god that's hard to say uh (laughs) is a guy called rooney anand he used to be the chief exec of green king was very well known um you know pretty pretty decent i think you know reasonable um reputation i think um but um but yeah you know there are going to be tons and tons of assets um potentially available i think um as time goes on i mean ironically the longer the lockdown goes on the more um the more potential bargains 
are going to be around. And he really is going to be able to take his pick. And and the thing is, is that he'll be able to go to all these places. And um, I and I think that he 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 stands to do quite well because if you've got maybe let's say a private equity firm or a hedge fund or something approaching you as a pub operator or a small pub operator, do you want them as your boss, or do you want Rooney and Anne as your boss? <laughs> I mean, I would say I'd probably want Rooney and Hand uh, as my boss um, because because of his track record, because he knows the industry and all that sort of thing. So, you know, he can. There'll be so many assets available. You would have thought that someone like him would just be able to, you know, cherry pick the best ones um, uh, that that should do that should do well after lockdown. Because people really, I really think people are going to flock back. I mean. And it won't. I don't think it will be just a month or a couple of months or something. I really think it's going to be a huge move because people are, you know, have been locked down for so long. I really don't think they're going to forget how they're not going to take this stuff for granted. Um, so if you've got a, a, a good pub and he can find this good pub that has only done badly because of lockdown, then um, he'll be able to pick up all sorts of bargains, I think. Yeah, and like I said, the, the kind of scope for profit there is, is big because any company can afford to put the money in now and wait for a few months mm. rather than, these, like I said, the independents that are probably on their last legs and can't really afford to wait another few months. Mm. Like I said, people are just going to come back and they're just going to rake it in when, when things open up again. Oh, yeah. They re- they are going to. They really are. And I think that, it, you know, you, you would have... It, it could be, um, like I say, you could have industry-specific sort of investment groups like uh you know like restaurants and things like that and especially if you're new to, you know if it's a new fund because of course if you've been investing in restaurant assets over a number of years mm. you are probably nursing pretty big losses yourself so you're not necessarily going to be wanting to go out bargain hunting um at the moment because you've got you, you know you've got your own you've got your own worries whereas if you are a let's say a new fund um getting in new money and you have um, uh, one person or a few people who are experts in their fields uh, again you know I mean I think it's it it is potentially a license for printing tons of money um, and um, yeah so I think that that would be interesting and, and sorry going back to the, the JD sports thing um, think of all those apparel companies that they could that are, that are all doing badly um, at the moment and you you think that um, I would have thought you know JD Sports it won't just be um, shoes I mean obviously that's that's their thing but um, you know the the related athleisure um, stuff will also be attractive as well so any anywhere that's uh, you know and any brands that are suffering um, you know they've got a lot of money there that they can they can throw at um, and uh, you know and, and do pretty well I think yeah, like you said, half a billion pounds or near enough half a billion is quite a chunk of change to go shopping with, isn't it? So yeah. the scope for, like I say, diversifying outside of just kind of their bread and butter, which is shoes, it, mm. it is large. And there, are, there will be so many companies struggling they could they could look at as well. Mm. Uh, and like you said, I, I, I agree. I can see this being a thing that occurs kind of cross-sector, other kind of funds setting up with, with a particular business type to try and mm. take over and profit from. Mm. And it's interesting for me because this is kind of, what we're seeing now is kind of the opposite 
of what it appears um, Boohoo and ASOS have done recently where they're buying stock but not the actual venues. Mm. This seems to be kind of the complete opposite where actually they're looking at taking on a profitable business mm. and, and, and leaving it in the building it's in and mm. trying to, to make money from it when people flock back to it. So well, I suppose with them, I suppose that the, the difference with those are, are that, say, for instance, JD Sports, yes, it's got an online business, but it's got something like 400 shops in, in the UK, I think. Yeah. So, you know, it does have physical outlets. So um, actually, you know, it, they, they have more of a culture, whereas ASOS and Boohoo don't. So, um, you know, maybe there's, there's, there's a bit of that. And with, um, with Green Kit, uh, sorry, with the uh, Red Cat Pub Company thing, um, that's more about leisure experience, isn't it? It's, it's mm. you know, because you're not, you, you can't recreate the pub atmosphere at home. Um, with the best will in the world. I mean, I know people do build pubs in their sheds, uh, in their garden sheds, but it's still not going to be the same. Um, but, you know, I think that, uh, yeah, that's they're probably different for different reasons. So JD Sports, it has the physical presence. And then the um, Red Cat Pub Company, they, I said it, I said it. Um, it you know, <laughs> thank you very much. Yeah, um, They, you know, they are in business which is more about experience which i think is going to be very important yeah and coming back to the jd thing i know we've, we've spoken a lot or we've spoken and with your other um podcast hosts recently you've spoken quite a bit about kind of concerns for the the high street in the uk mm. and having someone like your jd sports like you said that have that kind of track record in actual physical shop fronts competing mm. maybe against your your online people like your boohoo's your asos's for mm. some of these businesses might actually mean that we keep more apparel shops on the high street if, if there is a kind of genuine competition there. Yeah, it could be. But I mean, I, I have to say, you know, it, it's it, so many of these apparel retailers are, are having problems, aren't they, at yeah. the moment, um, that, um, that it's, 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 it's still, a, a, yeah, it's still early days, still early days anyway. But, um, you know, we'll see soon enough when, when shops are allowed, you know, non-essential shops are allowed to open. Mm. So anyway, was there anything that caught your eye today? Yeah, so the, the story about Shell and their dividends caught my eye. I think it's really oh, yeah. interesting. So uh -huh. um, obviously, everyone knows Shell, massive oil um, <laughs> oil company, um, and yeah. they've decided to lift their dividend um, despite their annual earnings um, being their lowest level for for well over, well, I think it's at least 15 years, isn't it? Mm -hmm, so that's right. It was the first ever car headline annual loss. I think it was, was $21.7 billion or something. Um, yeah. Absolutely massive losses, but the dividend um, is still going up, which yeah. I find interesting. Um, obviously, there's a couple of, kind of angles you can look at this from. I, either the, the most obvious one, which is look, they're obviously trying to appease their shareholders because they know it's been mm -hmm. a bad year, and one way of appeasing shareholders is making sure their dividend still goes up. Mm -hmm. um, and I think the other angle is like big oil. They've been kind of talking about this year being a bit, I'm going to use the word you use actually in the daily, a bit meh yeah, <laughs> for yeah. this year. And yeah. it kind of begs the question, well, are they kind of overdoing that assumption a little bit? Um, mm -hmm. Because obviously you've got vaccine programs going around the world, which are becoming, it looks like more and more successful. Mm -hmm. um, most governments are looking at trying to end restrictions as soon as they physically can. And at mm. some point, the stuff's going to get going again, and there's going to be a recovery. Mm. And with recovery comes more manufacture, more distribution, mm. more um, travel, more everything. And that's going to mean the demand for oil is going to go up. 
Um, on the flip side, obviously, we, we, we know that there's been a lot in the news about um, Joe Biden trying to be a little bit more, a bit more green. Mm-hmm. But he also wants his, his economy to recover. And at yeah. the moment, the, there is no kind of completely green way of doing that. So even if he manages to, to stem the kind of production of oil in the US, they're mm-hmm. still going to have to import more. Their, their demand mm. is still going to be the same. Yeah. So, yeah, so my feeling is, despite, despite the fact that obviously big oil companies are making a, a bit of a deal of this could be a really bad year again, it's not going to yeah. be anywhere near as bad as last year. And I no. think it could recover quite a lot. Um, what, what do yeah. you think? Yeah, I, I do think that um, there's a lot of management of expectation here. Um, because, you know, last year you saw all, pretty much all the oil majors um, making huge cuts in terms of employee numbers um you've also seen big cuts as well in terms of um <clears throat> in terms of projects that are ongoing and i think that uh it's obviously last year was a nightmare so i think in many ways they would have uh, as i say kitchen sinks um, last year you know all the bad stuff happens last year and I just think that, um, as you say, with 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 the with the prospect of vaccine programs around the world go, being ongoing, with China continuing their strong recovery, mm. um, and with America, you know, also trying to recover, um, I just think that you know, if you have more, if you have more trading going on um, around around the world um that is also going to you know so you're going to get more trading which will uh, which will mean that the, the demand for oil will rise um and then you're going to get lots of infrastructure project uh, projects and things going on that also will you know raise raise um demand for oil as well um and i just i, I just think that i mean i could be wrong like, i'm not an oil specialist but i just think that because economies around the world should be picking up and and quite quickly um, during the course of this year, I think that the oil, um, the demand for oil will continue to rise. And, and, and actually, the current price of oil is pretty good. Yeah. I mean, it's not it's it's not, you know, we're not in the sort of, you know, ten dollars a barrel or anything like that anymore. I mean, we are, you know, we are solidly into the sort of. I don't know, late fifties per barrel or something. So, um, and that's, that's good even for the shalers, you know? So, so I reckon that, um, you know, once you factor all that in, I would be very surprised if, I mean, I, you know, here we are January staking our put staking our claim and saying that, um, it won't be too bad. It will certainly, it will be better than last year for sure, but it might even be, it could even dare I say it, be stellar, uh, potentially. Yikes, that's, you know? that, that's, and, quite, that's quite a claim to put <laughs> flag in, isn't it, this early in the year? Well, yeah, I know, I know. But I mean, you know, all, all the stuff, you know, they cut down to the bone, um, they cut the projects, you know, all this stuff. So it's like, sh- surely, surely the only way is up. <laughs> um, so I was going to break into song there, but, <laughs> um, but, but, you know, but anyway, yeah, I, I don't know. I think, that there, I really think there is limited downside from here. But um, you know, like I say, I'm not, a, I'm not a specialist. I'm just a guy with an opinion. So there you go. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we mentioned China and the US. Um, surely mm. demand for oil is going to go up over here as well. 
Um, I yep. say that purely because we're going to have we're looking at our trade links being from further afield and with with mm. higher amount well a further distance of transport you'd imagine demand for oil would would rise accordingly if we're going to be mm. signing trade agreements that means most of our stuff's coming from kind of Canada or Asia rather than getting a fair proportion from Europe um, mm. you'd imagine our, our demand for oil is going to go up as well. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, I mean, I I guess you know. The fact that the Europe was was our biggest trading partner until um, uh, you know it, it all hit the fan. I mean, that's not going to be. Um, I don't think that'll be changing anytime mm-hmm. soon. Um, but yes, it may be there will be um, more stuff shipped from further away. So yeah, may, maybe not such a bad year for oil after all. We'll see. We'll, yeah. we'll come back yes. to this time next year and see how right or how badly wrong our prediction was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Exactly. Exactly. But hey, you know, you've got to come out. We've got to. We've got to just put it out there. I think that's that's. It's important. It's important to put it out yeah. there. And I think that we, you know, we're trying to back it with, um, uh, you know, with some logic. I think. Yeah. So, uh, like yeah. Worst case scenario, this time next year, we could have a giggle at ourselves for saying it. But you know. well, exactly, <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, so there you go. But um, so um, I mean, I guess that's 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 the that's it really for for the end for for this week. Um, and we've got um, the uh, you know the weekly podcast will will be coming out as well. Um, just to say to people that uh, I think I might have mentioned yesterday about this. Um, Watson's Daily Quick Bikes coming out today. Actually, got slightly delayed um, for editorial reasons, um, but it, I will be sending it out tomorrow. Uh, and it, so, hopefully, uh, so if you look out in your uh, inboxes, um, then you will you will be able to see this tomorrow. Because, like I say, at the moment, the only way that you can see Watson's Quick Bites, which are these extra, really nice little reports, uh, one of which um, uh, you know Duncan has has written. Um, uh, uh, you know, and, and we published earlier this week. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, that's the only way you're going to get them at the moment. Um, so stay, uh, stay tuned. Um, look out for for those things in your inbox. Um, and oh yes, the last thing is the um, the the uh, quiz, the um, silver subscriber quiz. Um, I think that's that's uh, deadline deadlines tonight. I think so. Uh, if you want to get an entry in and win win some time with me, obviously virtual time with me, um, and have a bit of fun anyway, uh, and well, have fun uh, <laughs> talking with me. Um, then um, you know, please uh, uh, you know, please please uh, have a look there. Anyway, um, is there anything else? Do you want to? No, that's it. I think that's it. Another fantastic week's worth of podcast. Thanks for having me <laughs> again for another no week. No problem. No, no problem at all. Well, look, thanks, thanks very much, Duncan. Thanks very much um, to all the listeners. As usual, um, really appreciate um, uh, the support um, that you are giving this podcast. And we will be back again next week. Perfect. Many Good thanks. Take care. See you. Bye. <laughs>